0: Welcome to Restored Life Radio. At Restored Life, we believe you were created for a great purpose with great promise and provision. That's why we're here. We're here to help you overcome the obstacles that keep you from the pinnacle you were meant for. And now, here's our Restored Life coach, Dwayne Wolfe. I want to pull your attention uh, real quick to something inside of this book as well. As we get ready to go into the Word, I know that all of you don't have yours with you, but uh, in the book... Uh, one of the things that we talk about as a foundational goal is that we would strengthen our theological foundations. Uh, so this is one of the things that we're, we're drawing your attention to and we're saying, let's get stronger in our agreement, our partnership uh, 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 in the theological foundations that God has called us to, that God has led us to, that God has given us. Uh, as New Horizon Christian Center. So then I list uh, some of those that I really feel like are our um, theological foundations. And this is different than uh, you might find like a statement of faith on the website uh, that we you know, believe that Jesus Christ uh, is Lord and salvation is through him. This is more of uh, the theological foundations that are broader and that uh, have built around them a whole uh, a stream of doctrine that we believe that are important to our body, that, that we really believe that God has led us to. One here is restoration to God's original intent for all people. We believe that God is up to restoring His original intent for all people. Now, it's okay to cheer after I read each one of these if you'd like. I, well, I, but, you know, I mean, if you have no... It's okay. If you have no desire for restoration for yourself or anyone, then you can be silent. It's all right. But I, you know, I think some of these things are just really valuable, powerful, and good. Uh, Number two is worship, prayer, and the prophetic uh, as a strategic part of the church. Number three is that faith is the key to God's will. Number four, we believe in excellence in humility. Uh, Number five, we believe that love and compassion are a chief motivation to the believer. Uh, number uh, six, and I'm going to lose count. These aren't numbered here, so this going to, it's just it'll, it'll get bad here pretty quick. Uh, number six, deliverance and recovery for the soul and the body, uh, for every person, we might add. Number seven, we believe that signs and wonders are important to confirm God's goodness. Number eight, we believe in dominion over Satan, over the curse, and over all spiritual power. Number nine, we believe that we need and have wisdom for leading culture, that we're meant to lead culture, by the way, and we are servant leaders. Amen. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching good. Number whatever it is, we believe we need the anointing to influence culture, that it's not just preachers and missionaries who are supposed to have the anointing. Every Christian is called to be anointed to influence culture. Next, whatever it is, next, We believe in the covenant of prosperity for kingdom purposes. Next, we believe in healing for all from sickness and disease. Next, we believe that revivals and reformations are important and they will happen until the full stature of Jesus is recreated in his kids. And lastly, we believe that the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit are relevant and essential to the Bible-believing person. All right, we're... Excited about another day of Restored Life Radio. Thanks for tuning in. God bless. We're available at 253-922-1502. We encourage you to call in. We'll be offering the Restored Life Encounter soon, and we want you to sign up and get involved in that. We also want you to check in for the Restored Life Manual and Materials. Let's go right back to the program. So I want to focus in a little bit here this morning on dominion over Satan, the curse, and all spiritual powers. If there was one I was going to focus in on, that would be one. Now, I would encourage you, I would exhort you. Everybody say, he's exhorting right now. You can look at your neighbor and say that. I would exhort you that this is a great list, a great laundry list for you to use uh, to think about what you should study, what you should be examining, what you should be focusing on, what you should be growing in, in terms of theologically. And if you read one of these lines and you don't know what we mean, you don't know what it's all about, you don't know, you don't know how to get there, you can't define it, preach it, or teach it, then uh, talk to me, talk to one of us uh, on the leadership core, and uh, find out how to get under the spout where the goodies come out. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's not filler when we don't know what to say. We're actually, we're actually serious about God. We love Him. Amen. I have more. Uh, I have less time than I have stuff. But that's normal, isn't it? So, thinking about dominion a little bit, uh, I was thinking here a little bit about Ephesians 6 uh, 10 through 18. That we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but we wrestle with principalities, powers, wickedness in the heavenly realms. And heavenly there includes three levels of heavens. And it includes the realm of the earth or the realm around us or the spiritual atmosphere around us. We wrestle in those realms. So therefore, he goes on to say in Ephesians chapter 6, Therefore, put on the full armor of God that you might wrestle. He's He's saying, put on the full armor of God so that you will wrestle, so that you will stand, so that you will contend, uh, so that you will win. And even if it's an evil day that's up against you or you're up against, you will prevail, you will overcome. Everybody say, we wrestle. We wrestle. But he says, now we're not wrestling with flesh and blood. I, I really believe that if we truly believed If we truly believe that we wrestle in the spirit realm, that our wrestling in the spirit realm will render the victories that we need in the natural realm, I really believe we would get busy wrestling in the spirit realm. And if we got busy wrestling in the spirit realm, we would start winning in the natural realm. But most of us don't really believe that we wrestle in the spiritual realm, so rarely do we ever wrestle in the spiritual realm because we think all of our wrestling is in the natural realm. That was enough to go home with right there. If you will write that down, that will save your whole life right there. Of course, that's why most of us, you know, we get bored after we pray for five minutes because we don't realize that we're about to do something in prayer. We're about to do something in the Spirit, about to do something in faith that will revolutionize next week, next year, and the next ten years and the whole future of not only our lives but of those that we're praying for and our community and our church and et cetera, et cetera. We can't afford to get bored. Now, if your earth suit doesn't like prayer, Jesus said that your earth suit might not like prayer. It says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. If your earth suit doesn't like prayer, it'll learn to like prayer after it starts participating in the benefits that come from a praying person. Because praying people eat well, they drive well, they sleep well, they make love well, they do everything well. So prayer is important. Part of us calling you to prayer and part of uh, us uh, talking about a house of prayer and part of us talking about becoming more spiritually connected through prayer, through worship. Part of us having a little bit of a worship service that's longer than a sneeze and a cough is so that you'll actually enter in and hear from God because faith comes by and hearing comes by the Word of God. So God's energizing His Word. Faith comes as we hear. We can't hear if we don't get in an atmosphere where the Spirit is talking. So we have to get in an atmosphere where the Spirit is talking because where the Spirit is talking, there's going to be a release of spiritual words, spiritual life, spiritual power, spiritual energy that gives us the ability to bring forth spiritual things. Our heart gets energized with spiritual things. Spiritual vision. Spiritual vision. Amen. Amen. Have you ever gotten an idea from God? You ever gotten a word from God? Yeah. You know it'll revolutionize your life, change your life. And I, I believe that God wants us, uh, you know, part of you know, part of part of our theme here, I believe that God wants us to take over, multiply beyond. Acts one eight. You shall start in fife, and then you shall move to Samaria, Judea, and the uttermost parts of Pierce County. South King County, you shall yea verily take over, after which the power has come upon you. Why? Because you prayed. You believed. Now if you pray and you don't believe, you're wasting your time. Why do you pray and then walk away not believing? You got to pray and mix it with faith. If you don't pray and mix it with faith, you can pray Forever. You can write the IHOP International House of Prayer book if you pray and don't believe. We've been talking about weeds in the soul. Right? We've been talking about getting weeds out of our soul. Go over to Matthew 13 with me. We'll look at that real quick. We've been talking about the importance of getting weeds out of our soul. Why? Because if we have gunk, we have weeds, we have the testimony of unbelief, we have the testimony of fear, distrust, We have the testimony of Yabot, Yabbat, and what if, what if, if we have the testimony of the enemy or of the old life that's causing doubt and unbelief, then when we pray, we don't fully believe. If we don't fully believe when we pray, then we walk away without a fullness of faith. Thanks again for tuning in to Restored Life Radio. We're so glad that you're with us. Restored Life Radio is brought to you in part by New Horizon Church. New Horizon is a church created for your restoration. We meet right off of the freeway in Fife, exit 137 central to the whole Puget Sound. Join us at New Horizon this weekend and come and visit our website, www.newhcc.com. That's newhcc.com. Come and discover a new horizon with us. If you want to call us by the telephone, 253-922-1502, we'd love to hear from you, love to connect and get you to the Restored Life Seminar. Anybody relate to what I'm talking about right now? Have you walked away from a prayer and you still were unsure if the prayer would come to pass? And maybe you knew God heard you, but the, the issue wasn't whether God heard you or not. The issue is James chapter 1. He who has a double mind is unstable in all of his ways. He shouldn't believe. He should know that he'll receive nothing from God. Wow, that's pretty harsh. No, it's not harsh. It's just a matter of clean up your soul. Clean up your soul. Work on your soul. Get the weeds. Get the weeds of your old life. Get the weeds of unbelief. Get the weeds of the religion that you were taught by some folks that didn't believe. Get that stuff out of your soul. Most of us have been raised in a lot of religion This religiosity has taught us all sorts of unbelief. Well, God doesn't do that anymore. Well, be careful about that. Well, God, oh, now those gifts stopped and now that now don't believe that. Now don't get too carried away over there. Now you'll be disappointed if you do. Oh, be cautious now. Back up, back up, back up. Now, now you know you're born again, but that's about it. Now be careful, be careful. That's what religion has done to us, and it has bathed us with a bunch of unbelief. Oh, now don't be talking about the dominion of Jesus. Now we know the Antichrist is coming any minute. Things are going to get worse. The man of sins about to be revealed. Uh, watch out for that mark of the beast now. Things are going down quick, 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 quick. Actually pray that things get worse. Yeah, I'm messing with you now, aren't I? Oh, no, no. This is God's, it's God's will that things get worse. Uh, Matthew 13:18. hear the parable of the sower. If anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what's been sown in his heart. This is the one on whom the seed was sown beside the road. If you don't understand the word, you can't produce with it. The one who was sown in the rocky places, this is the one who hears the word, Immediately receives it with joy, but he has no firm root in himself. That's why he needs to be connected in the body, connected in small groups, connected in mentoring, connected with others, because he has no firm root in himself. And so it's going to take time for this word to get down inside of him. It's only temporary with him, and so when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. Oh, but if he would have been tied off to somebody else, he could have stood And on the one in whom the seed is sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word and the worry of the world, the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of riches, choke the word, everybody say choke, and it becomes unfruitful. And the one on whom the seed was sown in good soil, everybody say good soil, say Lord make me good soil. This is the man who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and brings it forth, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. So we've been saying we've got to get the weeds out of our life. We've got to get the sin, the unbelief, the distrust, the fear, the doubt, uh, the doctrinal fallacies, the, the deceptions, uh, the why can't God's, you know, we've got all these reasons why God can't do it, why God can't do it. Well, this is, not, this is not the season. This is not the time. And we've got all these great, you know, reasons why God can't do it. We've got to get all that out of us. Uh, If we're going to produce or have in ourselves a a dominion life and if we're going to bring about the dominion of Jesus uh, in our region, we're supposed to take over. But we can't take over if we've got a bunch of sad sack folks that really don't believe fully when they pray. And if you don't really fully believe when you pray, that's exactly why you're not praying much because you really don't believe much when you pray anyway. That's what's wrong, wrong with our prayer life and our worship life. Whoa, I got to get to that McDonald's church because this is driving me crazy. I didn't know this was slow food. I thought this was fast food. I mean, this is the Northwest. Don't they know that we want fast food in the Northwest? We don't want this slow food in the Northwest. I mean, my word, you might even have to leave a tip here. At fast food restaurants, you just pop in, pop out, no tip. It's cheaper, less filling, a little greasier. You don't really have enough nutrition to grow with it, but I mean, you know, you know, but I mean, it's, it serves me well. Hey, and isn't life about me? Come on. Part of why, part of why we're inspiring and calling us to be people of worship and people of prayer and and people of passionate pursuit of God is because. Because we want to be filled up with His Word. We want to understand His Word. We want to get the crud out of our lives. Whenever we hear from God, we bring that Word and superimpose it against any crud, any contrary word. We rebuke the enemy. We take captive the enemy. We renounce every kind of weed in our soul so that our heart, our heart, the soul part of our heart becomes united with the spirit part of our heart so that there's integrity within us. So when Jesus says do something, our soul says, yes, sir. Seek my face, David said. The Lord said, seek my face. Yes, I will seek your face. Well, I, I don't have time right now. Well, I'm not sure about that. Well, what benefit would that give me? Are you sure you want me to do that? Was that you, Lord? Yeah. Come on, every kind of little mental gymnastic we do, instead of just saying, yes, your face I will seek. This is what we want within us. And and, and going back to Ephesians 6:10 through 18, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but we wrestle with spiritual powers if we really believe that. Now, who has dominion over spiritual powers? We do, we do. Who? We do. Who? Oh, okay, that was about eight of you. Who? We have dominion over spiritual powers. And so we can't take over until all of us begin to realize we have dominion over spiritual powers and we begin to walk in the dominion that God has given us over spiritual powers. Things change in the tangible, the natural realm when we begin to walk in who we are in the spiritual realm. Restored life is the ministry built and developed, designed to help you rebuild your foundation and restore your garden. We know that every single person faces sabotage, difficulties, every kind of obstacle, and oppressive power to harm and to ruin their future. And so we are here to help you get restored and discover how to walk in restoration. Call us today, 253-922-1502, 253-922-1502, and ask about the restored life classes today Uh, God gave the earth to man everybody say man God gave the earth to man and so the earth belongs to us we have a lease on the earth actually he's going to call the lease in and find out if we took care of the apartment okay right So Genesis 1.28, God blessed them and said, Be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, every living creature that moves on the ground. That's Genesis 1.28, God gave us dominion. He reiterated that dominion in chapter 3. He reiterated the dominion again with Noah in chapter 9 of Genesis. Psalm 1:15-16 says, The highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to man. New American says, the heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he's given to the sons of men. Psalm 8, verse 4, what is man that thou take thought of him and the son of man that thou dost care for him? Yet thou, this is a New American standard, so it's got some thousand these, but I like it still. How many of you know we can make it through this? Thou hast made him a little lower than God. Thou dost crown him with glory and majesty. And thou make him to rule over the work of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, beasts of the field, birds of the heavens, fish of the sea, whatever passes through the paths of the sea. O Lord, O Lord, how majestic is thy name in all of the earth. Now that even right there, I just would allude to something and make you think for a minute, is that that even there is a a messianic psalm. It's a messianic song because something crazy happened. Of course, uh, when Adam listened to the voice of Satan, was deceived. He was seduced into deception, and yet he sinned. Then he gave up his supreme authority in the earth to Satan. When he gave up his supreme authority to in the earth to Satan, then what happened is that satan then was able to bring he had permission to bring his nature into the earth what's his nature his nature is thorns thistles sickness disease poverty scarcity destruction and satan desired greatly to bring great harm to the sons of men because he absolutely hated the sons of men who were created in his image and in his likeness and who actually were to take the place of the archangel who was lucifer who was given a place in heaven yet when he was cast down god raised up man that man might take the place of lucifer so lucifer who is now satan has a vendetta against man and wants to destroy man entirely so now that he's seduced man deceived man he has authority in the earth and authority over man so when god said now the ground's going to be cursed of you. We come along and say, oh, look, God cursed the ground. No, the ground's going to be cursed of you. God didn't curse the ground. It was the overflow of Satan's nature who now had authority manifested in the earth. Did you hear what I just said? It wasn't God cursing the ground. It was the overflow of, God's, of Satan's authority that was now going to be manifested in the earth of which God could not stop because man had given his authority to Satan. So now Satan would, having supreme authority, bring into the earth strife, hatred, murder, racism, thorns, poverty, thistles, destruction, wars, famine. Hello? Why? Because he had now supreme authority. And this thing wasn't going to be solved in a day. It wasn't going to be solved quickly. It had to be solved. It was lost by a man. It had to be redeemed by a man. It wasn't going to be solved in a day. It would be redeemed by the Son of God coming as a man. And that Son would have to live as a man, and he would have to win this victory as a man. And by the way, it's a man that represents you before God right now in his resurrected body. It's a man who represents you. Jesus, the man, represents you before the Father. He is a faithful high priest, and he ever lives to intercede on your behalf as a legal advocate and attorney to say before the Father, if they have named my name, if they're found in me, then they are covered with my righteousness, and they have an audience with you, Daddy. So when we, see, when we see the first mandate in Genesis 1 and then we come along and see it reiterated now in Psalm 8 and Psalm 115, it becomes a messianic declaration in that now God is now talking now about the man that's just living in the earth because the man that's living in the earth, that man is subject to Satan. He's talking messianically about the Messiah, the Yeshua HaMashiach. He is talking about Him who will be the supreme man who will be once again in charge over the old earth. Once again he will have dominion over all of the earth. So this is, this is crazy, this is crazy in that when when God did his amazing thing in Christ, when, when Jesus triumphed over death, hell, and the grave, when he triumphed over sin, when it says he was vindicated in spirit on the third day, and then he came up out of the grave with the keys to death, hell, and the grave, and it says he brought in his train all who had been captive of Satan, because through... Through his dominion over the earth and over mankind, he even had the keys to death. And so even though they were in Sheol, they were in the righteous side of Sheol, they were still under Satan's subjection. And so, and so it says that when Christ came out of the grave, he led in his train, Ephesians 4, those who were captives in that grave... And now God has raised him up and given him, uh, Philippians chapter 2, the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven. On earth and beneath the earth, every single knee bows. Wow, 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 wow. Every fiber, every cell, every atomic part, everything within every cell bows to the name of Jesus. All DNA bows to the name of Jesus. And they're bowing to the name of Jesus, the man. Thus, there is a man given supreme authority over the earth again. And when we find ourselves in Him through faith, we find ourselves in Him through trust. We find ourselves in Him by believing. You've been listening to Restored Life Radio. For more information on the Restored Life Institute, contact us at 253-922-1502.